The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I got this feeling that I've been here before. Welcome to Widows Parenting. I'm Peter McNerney. Is that how we're saying it? Widows. I'm Beth Newell. Parenting is just such an awful word. Is it? Well, it's, it's, maybe I've talked about this before, but I feel like parenting has, if I hear like, oh, this is a parenting book, um, I guess the judgmental doesn't want to learn man in me is like, I'm lame. I don't want to know about that. Same thing with children's theater. Well, we've been conditioned that... to associate things associated with women as bad. Well, I also just said children's theater, which is the other thing I've committed my life to. Okay. Boy, judgmental start from Peter. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know why we're debating the word parenting. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. Let's, we're critiquing the title of the podcast. We knows. Uh, parenting. So it's the last episode of the year, my dear. Yeah. How do you feel? We've been doing this podcast now for six months. I feel, I feel good about the podcast. I feel like many people very ready for this year to be over. Mm-hmm. I think it's, um, uh-huh. Goodbye. 2018. <laughs> yeah. It's been goodbye. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> Um, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Bryn made me want to murder him tonight. I also had a lovely night with Bryn, but getting out of the car, classic, no, no, no. Maven, bratty, no, no, no. And I had to carry Bryn up the stairs, which enrages me so much. Uh, and then we had a really lovely uh, family night, wouldn't you say? Yeah. It's they were really good tonight, but also really bad as usual. 
Um, <laughs> they're just, just it's always one or the other of them just has to ruin like at least once an hour, yeah. just like make everything horrible. It's just what second are we talking about? Because <laughs> it's either the best or the goddamn worst. They were really good tonight for the most part, aside yeah. from what they always hate, which is for some reason coming inside their home and going to bed. They hate change. Yeah. They're like me. I don't, uh, I'm so happy to be where I am. And if you tell me I go someplace, I'm like, no. And then as soon as I'm in a new place, I'm like, I'm so glad I'm here. Yeah. And when I try to put on your pull up for bed, yeah, I'm you like, freak out. And I'm like, Beth, do not put me in a pull up. And, I and, hate it. And when I'm like, Peter, we have to cut your fingernails. You're scratching up your face. No. You just go, you just scratch your face so much when I say that. And then you cut my nails because I'm, and then I'm, and then I brag about them. So we're just days <laughs> away from Christmas. Just. We're, we need it. We need it. We're so close. We're actually recording. Listeners, you'll want to know this. We're not recording at the last possible second this uh, week, although we kind of are because we're about to go out of town. It's the last possible second we are able to record. Yeah. So, okay. So the big thing this week is that Bryn had his winter concert at preschool. Okay. So (laughs) do you mind if I set this scene here? I think we may have already built this up. But I want to paint a picture for you, which (laughs) is something we didn't articulate, which is uh, we're both performers. I particularly pride myself on en- enjoying a stage and an audience full of people, and it's always been something. I don't really identify primarily as a performer. I know. This is much more me. <laughs> uh, you love comedy, and I think performing was not something. I'll let you speak for yourself. But for me, the second I started getting laughs and I was able to be on stage, it was scary and exciting, but I've always been like, this, this is it. This is where I want to be. <laughs> And so decades of anticipation have gone into this preschool concert, as you can imagine. And Bryn is certainly a performer. Your firstborn child, your blood and spit. Every, my blood, my spit, Bryn. <laughs> we had we assumed like, well, he's he was really excited about it. He's like, we're gonna have a concert. He knows all the songs. He knows all the sign language. He's gonna crush it, right? So, do you want to describe what the concert was? <laughs> So we got to the concert and Bryn walked in cheerfully into the auditorium with his classmates. He sat down. He looked excited. And then they just they start playing a music track that all the kids are supposed to sing along to while they do sign language. This is the entire pre-K of several classes. So up almost 100 kids. Maybe. Yeah. And so here's my take on what I think happened is that the music just started playing very quickly. And I think Bryn was a little bit thrown by that. And I think... In my mind, he like almost immediately was disappointed in his performance because he wasn't like on beat with the sign language. Do you know what I mean? Um, I I hear what you're saying. I don't this, think that's the issue. This is the backstory I brought to the uh, story. Um, but it's so so they start doing this. He's signing along, but he looks pretty serious. Like he's sort of like thinking really hard about what's happening and not definitely not enjoying it. And then slowly over the course of the first song. He just starts crying. Just the only kid up there just quietly crying. A hundred kids. One percent of them are crying. That's not a hundred kids. That's I know. It's it's almost fifty kids. Anyway, he uh yeah, he's crying and then 
keeps wiping tears off his face and just and that puts just, his arm up in front of his face so that people can't see him crying. This is why while other kids are cheerfully singing and doing sign language right next to him to the sweetest songs about friendship. You got a friend in <laughs> me. Like make new friends. The wiping of the tears was He's like just, one of those using his full arm in the back of it his hand. It was so back and sad. Forth. It was so and Sad. What not happened, loud crying. And but part just, of what happened was we we were starting we were trying to stand on the side so we could see, which is unfortunately what a lot of parents had to do to get a good line of sight. Yeah. And so all once they started singing, all these parents kind of like rushed to the wings and hold, held up like fifty cameras straight at the kids. It was a real paparazzi. It was like situation. it was intense, and I think he was just overwhelmed by the level of attention that was happening. I think he like. Yeah. Did not anticipate that. <laughs> this, he, I talked to him about it. And I was like, what do you think about the concert, huh? And he goes, it was scary. There's a lot of people looking at you. And just, yeah. And I, I want, in retrospect, because we got it on video. Yeah. And he's just got this mob of parents holding up their phones looking. And, you know, our kids, if you look at them and are like, Come yeah. on, with a big, expectant, serious face. <laughs> the last thing in the world they're going to do is anything you want them to do. <laughs> they shut down. You yeah. mean you're this way. If I'm like, hey, hey, Beth, Beth, hey, hey Beth, Beth, you shut down and freeze. And that's so pleasant to have that happen. <laughs> That, that's how I, that's the only way I can do anything is somebody's like, hey, 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 they're, hey, hey, hey. They're sensitive children. And it's, it, I felt so weird watching it because I was like, oh no, I thought he was spared this stage fright gene. <laughs> but I also, the more I think about it, the more I think that you also were very scared of attention at that age. You know what? That's actually true. I, my mom took me to audition for, for to be like a townsperson in the high school play when I was in elementary school because she knew I would love it. And then we got there and I was like, I'm not going in. I'm not going in. And I was terrified until she, for the one time in her whole life, bribed me with a video game. And I yeah. went in and I got the part. So I'm afraid of people. Yeah. But here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing that blew my mind about it is he started crying and he, you know, he wasn't like terrified. He was just like sobbing and quivering lip and really sad looking. And it was, we were like laughing. Like we, I mean, not, not so he could see. He would look at us and we were giving him encouraging faces. Yeah. But I was, it was so funny to me because it was the last thing I expected to happen. It was so heartbreaking to watch though because he was just trapped up there. Like all the, uh, this whole thing happening around him and yeah. him just like stuck in the middle of it. It's another, It's funny you said something about like the overwhelmingness of it because to me it reminded me so much of walking down the aisle at our wedding and it was not like, <laughs> it's not like a negative emotion. It's just way too much emotion at once with that many people staring expectantly at you. Like it's just like a wave of everyone's emotion. You know what I mean? And it yeah, like, yeah, it's like very hard to not have it like well up inside of you. Well, see, it's interesting because again, I, I mean, at our wedding, it was emotional and it was great, but I'm also like, I'm feeding off of. Yeah. You attention. loved it. I'm like, great. 
this is exactly where I want to be, where everyone wants to hear from me and I don't have to hear from you. Wow, am I a terrible person? Uh, maybe I'm discovering something, having heard myself say that out loud just now. Yeah, you were a real ham at the wedding. Um, no regrets. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I felt really bad for him. I was. <laughs> I mean, I, I was, I, I was like empathizing with him, and it was, it was sad. But I was never. I knew he was going to be fine in five minutes. And yeah. we left afterwards and got a cupcake, and then he was so excited to show us his classroom. I think I was just sort of heartbroken for him because he was so excited for the concert and it felt like he because he is good at the sign language and I feel like part of him was like ready to show off and then he just was not prepared for you know the level of attention he was dealing with yeah but he's not he's not dwelling on it I asked him about it and he's very like oh yeah it was very scary yeah. I cried yeah I know he's fine yeah, he's, he's fine. <laughs> so the other thing that happened this week is you took him to the dentist yeah, I took him to the dentist, and that surprisingly was like pretty uneventful, even in terms of getting him out the door, which I thought he would like at some point throw a fit and not want to go to daycare. Yeah. Um, but we went to the dentist. It was so quick. They just went in and they're like counting his teeth and brushing his teeth. And like, it's. I mean, he gets to watch like Netflix during it. Yeah. And he was just so quiet and like not talking to them really. Like, they, he was like nice, and but he like didn't really like engage with them much he just kind of like, this is third time going he's exactly the same the first two times yeah completely helpful didn't say a word yeah they were like he's so calm <laughs> i mean like, it's the same thing as the concert when that's an intense attention to be like we're looking in your mouth and he's like yeah. i will say nothing well i think yeah it's again it is just a little overwhelming for him because he's in this like totally new room with like a weird sink and chair you know he's like just what's happening yeah um Okay, it's the end of 2018. Here's a cur- curveball, Beth. What was your absolute parenting highlight of the year and your low light? I literally have no idea. You um, know what? I heard the question and I had the same response. I'm like, what What happened this year? What was the beginning? When you're a parent and you have a two and a four-year-old, it's... All a blur. It's just a constant blur. I just <laughs> should pay somebody to listen to all these episodes and just tell us about our lives. Because <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> I think it was good. I think it was good. I mean, I think the the high, I guess, would be like that we're now starting to be done with diapers and pacifiers. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, that's um, huge. And, you know, I think it's not really a moment. It's just the fact that our kids are like kids now and that the holidays are like something that they're aware of and participating yeah. in. Um, We're ha- it's the big difference over the whole year, those things. But I also say that like we had dinner tonight and we all sat around the table, which felt like the most real family dinner we've ever had even though they eventually tried to run away. But we all had a conversation. We all can talk to each other. And that was not true at the beginning of the year. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, part of that is just that we're both home on the same night, which is yeah, a rarity. That's true. Um, if if we always had one of us here to cook dinner while the other one got 
the kids, it would be a much calmer life. <laughs> yeah, this week, you know, both of us took a, a kid someplace one-on-one, and that almost never happens. I take both of them places all the time, and just taking Maven to daycare or taking Bryn uh, someplace and back is so easy. It's like insane comparatively just yeah. to take one child because they're so much more helpful because they're, so, I think, so excited to have someone's full attention yeah, that and they do what you want. It's nice to be able to have that one-on-one, like be able to explain things to one of them. Like it just, we haven't had that in like two and a half years. Like it's just like <laughs> the way Bryn had all that focused attention where we could just like point at things and tell him. Like, yeah. That's why Maven, that's why Bryn knows all his letters. But like every, I don't, I don't know if Maven does. Every moment I'm transporting them now is just me being like, stay alive, stay alive. Hey, hey, are you staying alive back there? <laughs> stay alive. You, I will pull this car over <laughs> if you don't stay alive. Um, yeah, that's our whole life. Um, well, great job in 2018. I'm proud of you. Yeah. The low is just that they're so strong now. <laughs> The low is that Bryn weighs 900 pounds. <laughs> They're so heavy and strong. Oh, Bryn didn't want to walk. I, I carry him. I was carrying him, and I'm just like, I don't like carrying you. And I was like, that was the most true thing I've ever said. <laughs> Here's the 2019. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know what. God, if you show me, God, if you tell me, God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now it's time for the 2018 Would You Knows extravaganza. We got a lot of Would You Knows questions from you guys after last week's prom. After we have two weeks in a row been tearing to shreds the Would You Knows that you've been tearing to shreds. I'm joking. I'm joking. We've we've loved them, but we have we have said like we need more specific, more specific. And you listeners have risen to the challenge. You have risen. I'm going to pick a few here at random. And we're going to do more than one. This is unprecedented. Um, Beth, are you ready? I'm going to go um, uh, most recent emails backwards. This email, bonjour from sunny Paris, (laughs) France. First things first. You have a great podcast. The way you compliment each other on the air is magnifique. Do we compliment each other? Uh, I don't think they mean literally. Oh, compliment. <laughs> our our points of view and voices compliment each other, but we do not literally compliment each other. Okay, I get it. I get it. Uh, we are proud parents of a three-year-old, uh, Claire, a.k.a. Princess. Uh, do you, do you give nicknames to your kids? Uh, for example, Princess Junior, Kid One, Kid Two. <laughs> <laughs> nicknames don't last very you long. You know the classic nicknames. Classic nicknames: the first kid, the <laughs> second kid. Nicknames don't last very long since we uh, try to provide a uh, gender-neutral education and are afraid of uh, long-lasting. <coughs> excuse me. Impacts of nicknames. I'm keeping a list of all her nicknames. Anyway. Well, let's answer that question first. Do we have nicknames for our kids? Yeah, but it's hard to think of them. I because like tonight, I remember at dinner I was calling Maven Little Mama, <laughs> yeah. and then they were like confused by that. But uh, what do we call them? Uh, Bernie Boy. Bernie Boy. I yeah, call, that's the big one. I say Bernie Boy. I call him. I, I've realized a gendered thing that I do without thinking is that I call him Buddy and I call her Baby. Yeah, I yeah I still call her baby sometimes. But I, you know what? I don't think I ever called Bryn baby, and like that's an ingrained male thing in my head. Yeah, and I don't, and I don't call her buddy. Maybe I've I'll pick probably new ones. called her buddy. I call them like girl and boy a lot, like my girl. Yeah, yeah. My baby boy. Um, I like to remind Bryn that he was my baby. 
Yeah. What? Oh. But that's uh, that's such traditional mother and father language. Yeah. Like mothers calling their boys baby boys. Brittany. Now I call him baby boy sometimes. Brittany. Brittany. We sometimes would call Maven the little witch. Um, no, we don't. You do. <laughs> well, my family did. They also call her Honda Grace because she was born in a Honda. That's true. And her middle name is Grace. I called her Maeve the other day for the first time without thinking about it. I remember when you, <laughs> a weird thing happened when she was born. My dad had a hard time wrapping his brain around Maven. <laughs> I think because Maeve is such a clear like Irish name that he understood. Yeah. Being a very Irish man. And and so he's like, <laughs> Maven, huh? And so I remember like the second or third time talking to him after she was born. He's like, so so how's Maeve? I'm like, Maven? He goes, oh, so, so, so you're going with Maven? <laughs> like, yeah, we named her Maven. Think- and then my uncle Dan did does the same thing. He's like, "How's Mave? Or is it go, she go by Maven?" I can see why it's confusing if you just don't know people with a name, and then it's like, if like for your uncle in particular, it's like we're not exactly people he's thinking about on a daily basis. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I guess I just never really was that aware of the name. I think Maeve we got a lot more confusion with Bryn's name actually. Oh, Brian. Like Maven, people tend to understand Maven. They just probably wouldn't spell it right. But yeah. Bryn, people always think it's Brian or Brine or like they just. Um, almost everybody spells Bryn and Maven wrong. Bryn more often gets spelled yeah. wrong. I mean, it's our own fault for choosing these names, but. I stand by it. I like the name. It's great. Um, anyway, would you knows challenge? Simple. In quotes, DeLorean slash Honda question. Yes, again. But not so many details required. Okay. You have two time travels in the future allowed for both of you. Not each of you. Oh, collectively, we can go to the future twice. The DeLorean and yourselves are ghosts and cannot interact with the future. Each time travel lasts one minute. The DeLorean allows you to enter a specific event name, not year, month, or day. What event would you choose? It has to be kids-related, of course. For example... I have to say, and, you know, this is not... um, (laughs) I'm not trying to insult this person's thing, but every time you start explaining one of these time travel ones, my eyes just glaze over and I can't follow (laughs) any of the information. I just... Wait, well, it's simple. Okay, break it down for me. Okay. You it's and like I, having someone explain a movie to you. You You're and just I like, okay. together, we get to choose two, two time life, travels, two life events of our children's lives in okay. the future that we can go visit. Uh, for example, the wedding day of Maven or Bryn, spelled correctly, graduation day, Thanksgiving dinner, 2090, father and son, first fishing catch. First fishing catch? That will probably never happen. Okay, so we get to see... Underlying question is, do you have particular expectations for your children? What would be the most touching uh, French pronunciation expected? Touching? (laughs) Uh, For you. Most of the time, the event reflects what is our main criteria. Oh, this is interesting. Most of the time, the event that we pick reflects what is our main criteria for success in our life for our children. Parents want to check out how well their kids have succeeded. Thank you for all your great work and viva la kids. 
Catherine and David? Hmm, interesting question. Um, okay, so we each just go to one. I think... No, together we can do two. Okay. But, like, we're not there for each other's. It's we together get to go see two big events in our children's future. Okay. Well, it's like when you think of big events, it's hard not to think very like heteronormatively because I'm yeah immediately just thinking of like wedding and like if Maven were to give birth, like I would want. Well, the, I think the most exciting thing in their lives, I hope I don't know what they're going to be. Because they're two and they're four, you know what I mean, and it, the wedding and a, the a child being born is a really exciting life moment that often <laughs> happen. But what is the most exciting thing that happened in their life? Probably something we we have no sense of. I think I would just want to pick up a, a random point in time to see them old. Yeah. Although you get one, when you're there, you get one minute. So you have to, you don't want to pick them, accidentally pick a moment where they're just like on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> well, I get you, you're not just picking a random moment. You're <laughs> yeah. I think it, if you're just picking like a day, like I guess you, I would almost want to do like a random beach day. You know what I mean? Like just a long family so day. I assume that there's a computer. And so I'd be, you have to be like, okay. Maven's one hundred and twelfth time spending a, a afternoon at a beach. One hundred and twelve. Because then she'd be a certain age. Okay, that was convoluted. You're really overcomplicating this. I. <laughs> I guess I'd go. I'd want to see something near the end of their lives so that I could. See as far into the future as possible. Like I want to see them. I want to see potentially their kids, their grandkids, because that's m where my genes are going. And selfishly, I'm like, where where do I end up in pieces? You want to see the most, the the oldest of them. I want to see. Here's what it is, Beth. I want to see their funeral. What? Because there's going to be everyone they know around talking about them. You are really. Like, <laughs> you're really like quantity over quality right now in terms of like, I, I want to hear, I want to see a spreadsheet of their life, a full list. Give me one minute at the, the future st uh, statistics that it will be kept on Just all humans. Just print me out a list of everywhere they've been. That's what I want to see. Um, all right, you go, Miss Quality. Well... It's it's hard because I can't assume that any of these things will definitely happen to them. But I feel like if they were to have kids, I would want to see that. Okay, so here's the question. What if we pick a thing that doesn't happen? Catherine and David, we do need details. Okay, relax. You, <laughs> I, I think what the lesson we've learned this week from the winter concert, though, is just like we can't have any career or performance expectations oh, i mean that's what was so exciting about <laughs> Bryn totally bombing <laughs> as i'm like oh i don't know what's in store for him i mean not that, that yeah. performance is dictating the rest of his life but i'm like you never know and that's that's the thing that so the other question in here is like how would we gauge success <laughs> 
And boy, for better or for worse, I don't think that way. You know, it's I am I am much more the journey over the destination. And if like, then wh- why did you want to be at the funeral? Because I wanted to hear about the journey. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, if if I felt. Fa- I'm not big. I've never set like super specific. You can go fast forward to any moment from your child's life, and you chose the moment when they're no longer alive. (laughs) I I got excited about seeing their kids and their casket. Oh, I just want to know what kind of casket are we talking about? (laughs) I don't hope they didn't waste money on it. All right, what's your pick? What's my pick? I already said. Did you? What did you say? The be- a random beach day? Just like a family day, like a funny day. <laughs> Just, uh, <laughs> hey, my wish is random funny family day. You know, so a lot of people in my mom group are pretty into this Christmas movie called The Family Stone. That's a real tearjerker. And it's this family has gotten together. Like a, a Wilson brother in it? A what? Oh, a uh, Luke Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Sarah Jessica Parker plays a really uptight um, woman. She's it's maybe the best Sarah Je- Jessica Parker role. Um, oh, take that, Carrie Bradshaw. Anyway, um, it's it's anyway. I forgot why I bring it up, but okay. So it's like the matriarch has gathered her children for Christmas, and it's like you know, it's just very much about like this woman I don't want to give too many spoilers away but you know obviously she like loves having a big family and it's like something about that this time of year makes me like oh yeah I just want to be with my family <laughs> like oh it's- yeah I had a th- I had a thought where I, for the first now that they're older I'm like I want to do I'm excited about doing Christmas at home with just our kids which has not happened yet and I don't know when that will happen but the idea of just coming to the Christmas tree and presents and just being us uh, made me emotional. Yeah. And it feels like that has to happen soon because their concept of Christmas is starting to <laughs> form yeah. in their minds. And they're like, why are we, they keep like saying Santa's coming here and then we have to explain that he's not coming here and then we're going. We wrote Santa a letter. Yeah. That's what we told them. <laughs> um, I was <laughs> I told when we were telling them that that we told Santa where we're gonna be, and I was saying like I told Santa I was really good this year, and you know <laughs> I was like I did a lot of really good stuff, and I was really great, and I would love to get some presents. And Bryn was like, Bryn and Maven were like, I was good, I was good this year, I was so good, and Bryn is like, I was the biggest, great. Like he, he said, just like, he was city who was the coolest. He's like the he was like I I was the coolest the most. <laughs> um. Anyway, incredible. So your answer is random fa- family gathering day, and mine is funeral. Um. <laughs> great, that's our answer. All right, we're gonna go on to number two. Are you ready? Here we go. Uh, this comes to us from Shannon. First off, absolutely love your podcast. I've listened to just about every episode, and you guys uh, really do, quote, unquote, knows parenting. Um, If you throw in a we knows pun into a listener email, we will read it. That's 
on the podcast. <laughs> we will. Uh, I'm jumping ahead, jumping ahead. Um, oh, by the way, yes, this person is married. The, uh, the this doesn't matter. <laughs> I've, I've, there's, I've an interesting connection to this person. Um, okay. Fascinating. I uh, wanted to see how you guys would handle this extremely specific hypothetical situation. There is no reference to time travel, and it's really not all that exciting, but I'm compelled to ask nonetheless. Beth, are you excited by that setup? <laughs> yes. Let's say that hypothetically, you live in a big city where it is ridiculously hard to get your kids into a good preschool, and you finally found the perfect school. The only catch is that the preschool is a French preschool. This is so... We just had a French listener. Wow. Uh, with a French director where the teachers will only communicate with your children in French. You go to the parents' only orienta orientation and the very, very nice and very posh and French preschool director kicks the whole thing off in French. All the other fancy pants parents around you are wee-weeing all along and the two of you don't speak a word of French. This is true. Throughout orientation, the director addresses the parents a handful of times in English, but even then her accent is pretty difficult to understand. Do you send your kids to this preschool risking that they will have superior French language skills and potentially inferior uh, English language skills because of it? You may not be able to fully understand challenges that your kid faces at school because of teachers uh, sort of difficult to decipher accent. Your kids will probably end up talking crap to each other about your ultra American parenting style in their effusive <laughs> secret language, Ugh, right in front of you. French indoctrination of hating your lazy American parents, and you'll just be cluelessly bobbing along. Oh my god! I asked this hypothetically, of course. <laughs> Anyway, thanks for doing the podcast and thanks for being hilarious and helping me feel like I'm doing all right at this parenting thing. Thank you for having beautiful, funny, intelligent children. Just thank you, Shannon. I just love that she threw in. I asked this hypothetically, of this, course, at the, in case at this point I was nervous that we had to go to a French parent Or meeting. this is quite literally happening to her. Well, I mean, yeah, I do think there must be some personal inspiration she's having for this question, <laughs> for this very specific French-based question. I have well, to say, what is wrong with public schools? <laughs> um, well, there, there's a lot of answers to that question depending on where you live. Okay, well. Anyway, on a more fun note, this is applicable to us for a couple of reasons. Well, one, we live in an area where there are, we live very close to a French immersion school. Which we cannot afford and we have not considered. <laughs> there is a huge French population in uh, where we live. Yeah. I don't know why, we, but there is. Well, it's because it's a suburb of New York and some French people started moving here and then they just. And the continued. other French people were like, yeah, us too. Mm -hmm. We're French. Yeah. So one side of our town is very French. Um, but but we are right now considering sending Bryn to dual language kindergarten to which Spanish, is, Spanish English. Which we're really lucky is through the public school here. If he gets into the program, uh, it does not cost us money. So 
we do need to do some research and figure out when and how to apply. <laughs> I looked it up today and I still don't know, but uh, <laughs> it opens up. We need to do some applications better research. Op- you know, we've, I miss daycare or I miss pre-K sign up by four months, but I know when it opens this year. Yeah. Well, we've been told supposedly that he, if he applies, he could has a good chance of getting in because the woman who runs daycare said he can understand everything they're saying in Spanish. Actually, I, I, I mean, and I, this sounds very braggy, but I do think he has like a pretty good understanding of Spanish. And he, oh yeah, for sure. I went. Um, we took him. I took them to Smashburger last night, and then to Cherry Tree Yogurt, frozen yogurt. And we we're going in the yogurt place, and this. Uh, boy was outside who speaks Spanish and he was talking to his mom and he was like mi amigo and it was this boy from Brent's class um, and it's so funny and we walked in and like Brent said hi to him and then as we're walking away Brent was like he talks to me in Spanish and it was like it's like cool that he has this little uh, other life out there where he can yeah. interact with more people than us oh yeah there's, um, I mean there's a huge Spanish speaking population in our town as well and that's why this program exists. I think mostly for a lot of kids who yeah. primarily speak Spanish. But daycare is every other day in Spanish, and he's great at it. I'm like, we've read all these articles about how yeah. it's so good for your brain. I think though, like the French, the question of but not paying, French. The question of paying a ton of money to speak French versus learning Spanish for free is a very different question because Spanish to me is a much more useful language, at least in this country. Oh, sure. And um, French is not necessarily like opening doors for future job opportunities. You know what I mean? Like it's, I it, mean, it certainly is in some context, but, but yeah, in this country, in far fewer contexts. Yeah. I mean, it, it could be, re- it could end up being really useful. You never know. Um, yeah. I just think it's a, if if I was like betting money, and you kind of are betting play, <laughs> placing a bet if you're spending a lot of money on private school education, um, I don't know. Well, so I think the hypothetical is basically it's money's not an issue. You got into it, let's say it's like it's a special public school like a lot of New York schools, but it's all French. Whereas we're thinking about sending to Brent to a bilingual kindergarten. But would we, would, we, would we send him to an all-Spanish kindergarten? Probably uh, not. Uh, I, I mean, if he's speaking English at home, I don't know. Well, I'll tell you, if we lived in a neighborhood with, with like, uh, underfunded schools with, that were struggling, that didn't have great teachers or whatever... And the alternative was sending him to a really good all Spanish speaking school uh, or French. I would certainly consider it. Um, but it's, yeah, that is the. Yeah, the dual language is um, way better than. Much more preferable in my mind than just immersion. Um, yeah. So, Shannon. I've, Maybe I can I can see why in other contexts this would be desirable. I just <laughs> in the context of our lives, um, I don't think I would want to hang out with a bunch of French speaking people I didn't understand all the time. But Shannon, if this is happening to you, I think your other option is probably pretty good. Is this happening to you? <laughs> Are you okay? 
those quotation marks around hypothetically are really suggestive. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So mm, there's that. We're going to take a quick break and come back with, yeah, you you got it. A, a little bit more. Would you knows? Back in a minute. <laughs> I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back for a little bit more of would you knows? Beth, are you ready for this? Yes. Would you knows? Time Traveler Part 3. Hey guys, I love the, so, love the show so much. Wanted to take on the challenge presented in the most recent episode to get the time travel scenario right. Here goes. <laughs> so, in the year 2033, scientists invented a way to time travel to the future recreationally. 
like a vacation or something. These scientists were afraid that allowing the public to access this tech would lead to people returning and acting in ways that drastically affect the future. So you can only travel in this controlled setting, and when you return, the person operating the time travel apparatus gives you a pill that will erase your memories of the details of your trip. You will remember things like where you went, but there's kind of this side effect of the pill that it makes you feel utterly relaxed as though you really enjoyed the trip. Uh, but I guess you don't remember the details. You're given a little watch thing that you can control the settings of your experience so you can interact. But the default is you are invisible and only an observer. This okay. is great. This is great. This is, this is fantastic. And don't worry about <laughs> all the tech involved. Has been, it's been tested and deemed safe. Okay, so y'all decide to go to 2038 to visit your kids. You arrive to find Bryn, spelled with too many N's, has become incredibly rich and famous. He is a comedian. He is at a party in Hollywood, and this businessman approaches him. You listen to their conversation, and you infer... A Hollywood businessman approaches him? Hi, Bryn. Hollywood here. I've got a proposition for you. This dude is a Bernie Madoff type who is trying to trick Bryn into investing all his money in a Ponzi scheme. You guys did did raise Bryn to make good financial decisions, but this dude is so much has so much charisma. You can see that he is starting to win Bryn over. Do you choose to interact, or do you uh, do you let Bryn invest? And then, <laughs> then this is great. You checked in on Maven too, and she's doing great and in college and makes good decisions. So don't worry about that. <laughs> Sorry, that was long, but I hope I figured wow. out this time travel thing. I have so much to say. Um, first of all, this product of time travel where your brain is erased when you get back. They, they, she did solve the central issue over the last two episodes, <laughs> which is why wouldn't you just go back in time and tell your kid not uh, to do the right, thing? Right, right, right. So, but I have to say. If someone is selling you a version of time travel where you're not going to remember it when you get back, like they're just giving you drugs. They're not (laughs) sending you into the future. That's just, they're just knocking you out for a few hours. So I, I think listeners need to know, first of all, if that, if someone offers you that version of time travel it's a they're scam. a bernie madoff this dude. is a scam and two if you have just met someone at a party and they're trying to get you to invest your fortune go home and sleep on it <laughs> but maybe the party's at his house he's rich and famous in hollywood <laughs> just like bernie madoff so uh, would you, the question is if you, so you're able to do a, a a setting on your watch to then go Hey, I can interact. You can see me now. Don't listen to this dude, you idiot. I, mean, uh, I guess I would stop them, but I also feel like it doesn't matter that much. Well, like he's a famous comedian. Like he can make more money. This he, is a good lesson for him. He <laughs> clearly needed to learn it if he's just giving all that money away to the first person who asked for it. You know what? <laughs> the more, because I've read a lot of these now. And we've done a lot of these time travel hypotheticals. And I realized that, like, I don't care. 
Yeah, I really I don't want to constantly save my kids from making mistakes because they need to. We're going to raise them and then we're going to send them the world and then it's their problem. (laughs) I'm not helping them ever. Uh, (laughs) The day they turn 18, they are out of this house. (laughs) That's not true. I might feel really different when I, as soon as I'm watching this Bernie Madoff dude being so charming and like really selling it. But hypothetically, I'm like, yeah, you know what, Bryn, if you can't figure this out, there was nothing I could have done. It's going to happen somewhere else. Yeah, somebody's going to scam you if you're that dumb. (laughs) You know, I think the scenario would have been better if he was not rich and famous. I think if it was... uh... (laughs) We should change the segment to, would you like to have, would you like to know, would you know, like to know how we would improve your would you knows? No? What? You're not listening. No. I'm so tired. <laughs> uh, and on that note, we're going to close this <laughs> this 2018 season of Would You Knows. Uh, would you, of, of We Knows Parenting. Where are we? We need a nap, you we, guys. We've just done so much time travel, and it messes with your equilibrium. It really does. I don't know what year where it is. I am. If this is an alternate reality. I don't know how to spell Bryn anymore. But before we uh, end this segment, I just want to give it another genuine heartfelt thank you for everyone that reached out. There's, there's more yeah, of these. Yeah, thank you for your questions. They were fun. Maybe we'll start a side podcast where we only do Would You Knows. Um, but uh, you guys are the best, and you have made this year and this podcast worth doing. So thank you. Yes, thank, thank you, you, guys. Thank you. We knows you're the best. This has been We Knows Parenting. If you want to find us on social media, you can find the We Knows Parenting page on Facebook. You can find us at We Knows Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Go to WeKnowsParenting.com to get more information, episodes. Please like, uh, sorry, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And yeah, that's what you can do. Get We're celebrating Christmas next week. If you want to get us a present, um, subscribe. Write us a review, write a review on the Apple Podcasts, and we'll just go, aw, as we read it. And um, if you guys would like to submit any questions, share our stories, or give some advice, or you can email us at weknowspod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 347-384-7396. You guys have an incredible uh, New Year's. We will see you um, in 2019. We love you. Bye. Bye. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, 
and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.